nice words, of course. Right? All right. When we come right back after this break, we'll be talking to tonight's headliner at the Tepe Center of the Arts, none other than Christopher Royer. Have you ever seen Christopher Royer? I saw him at the uh, show. Uh, he's so funny. He All right. Funny he's going to be, he'll be right with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on Comedy Schools Radio. We're uh, we're back. Um, uh, we're now uh, telephone heavy. Here's what's going to happen right now. Okay. Now I should have done this during the break, but uh, uh, I'm just going to call straight up Christopher Royer right now. Hey, we're, it's live action, right? Mm-hmm. So we are calling Christopher Royer right now. This is Christopher. Is this Christopher? Yes, it is, sir. Um, I would hear you sound like you, you're at a bank. Yeah, you sound all official. Do you know who this is? Um. Hopefully, it's somebody who wants to deposit a lot of money at the bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, I think no. Collectively, well, you'd be disappointed with our bank. We're hoping maybe we could get a little loan, maybe uh, that can be pardoned later by a president. Uh, I like that. Yeah, this is uh, you know who you're talking to, Chris. This is uh, Tony Vizic on this American podcast, Comedy Edition of Comedy Schools Radio.com, along with DJ Jazzy Payne and Shirley Low Vizic, and we are talking to one of our favorite people. Not only one of our favorite comics, one of our favorite people, someone we've gotten to know very well over the years, Christopher Royer. Let's welcome to the show, Christopher Royer. Hey. How are you, buddy? Hey. Huh? I'm doing great. I am doing great. I have just, the wind is at my back. I have a wonderfully positive attitude and outlook right now. What's that like? Yeah, really, that's weird. <laughs> it's, it's rare. Yeah. I, I will say that. I didn't recognize it at first. I thought it was just gas. <laughs> <laughs> Now you are at the um, you are at the Tempe Center for the Arts tonight, part of the uh, Tempe Comedy Concert Series. Uh, you play there. Uh, uh, we've asked you to play about once a year. <coughs> we've asked you to play more. You go. I like to because uh, you like to do something really new and fresh every time. You like to make sure you're prepared. You're doing this show with some very funny people. Gene, Gene Moore. I call him Gene, Gene because remember Gene? I think Gene the Dancing Machine. Of okay. course. Okay, and. Uh, uh, and uh, Kristen Davis. Yes. Okay. Uh, Danielle Williamson? Williams. Williams. Danielle Williams. Okay, this is a great show. You're at the Tempe Center for the Arts tonight. Uh, uh, Don't forget Ryan Garrisich, a relative newcomer to the Phoenix comedy scene, but not a newcomer to comedy. He was a, a Pittsburgh guy. Like a Pittsburgh penguin? Like uh, the, the famed Pittsburgh penguin, yeah. And I guess he's... Uh, been there for a good number of years doing the improv and other uh, fine establishments the chuckle hut or what have you in pittsburgh and so we thought what a better venue to show off my new material gene's new material i don't think we've ever had Kristen at the tca um i've seen him open for doug stanhope i've seen him on david letterman's show playing bass guitar for or guitar for a band called Trick Turner back in the 90s. So he's got national TV credentials. And of course, you can see Danielle Williams on Channel 7, um, AZ7, uh, every morning at 9. So it's a pretty stacked lineup, and I'm really excited. I'm excited to show off some people that I know are very funny that I know people haven't seen yet at the TCA. And of course, I'm always happy to unveil my new material. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the new guy you got coming out is from uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, by the way, the, the Pittsburgh Funny Bone is like one of the original uh, comedy clubs of the uh, of the comedy boom. Uh, but the, the Pittsburgh, you're kind of from that area. I am. 
I'm you, from Western Pennsylvania, right on the border of Pennsylvania and Ohio, about 50 miles north of Pittsburgh, Greenville, Pennsylvania. Is, is that where you see a lot of those like carriages driving around? See, that's what most people think. You think I'm Pennsylvania? Just, yeah, my parents you, from you think Ohio, Oaks, so, yeah. Liberty Bell, yeah. but yeah, it was a little bit different upbringing for you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and as uh, Mr. Payne mentioned, uh, yes, uh, the Walmart in Greenville. Greenville's big enough to now have a Walmart. Woo! Um, does have about a 50-yard long, about 20-foot high horse and buggy awning. So that's, that's something. So that the uh, Amish folks can uh, park their sweet ride. We, awesome. Were there a lot of? Were there a lot of? Uh, do you say Amish or Amish? Well, we say I say Amish, but when we're picking on them, we say Amish. The Amish. We call them. We call them Dutchies. Amish. <laughs> yeah, here comes the Dutchies. Did you ever, um, uh, when we were all young, and I won't say you, but when we were all young, we maybe imbibed in uh, uh, chemicals, potions, powders, and plants that um, uh, did, did not work in our best interest. Uh, did you ever, were you ever like on a Friday night when you're feeling good, see like a, a Dutchie and go, I might like to try that. I might like to just ride around on a horse with a bad beard, no mustache. No TV. For me, as we all know, I left Western Pennsylvania at the first chance. You escaped Western Pennsylvania. I, I escaped. Your hair on fire. I personally know, I'm prissy. We know this. You are. So the, 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 the unshaved, the unshorn legs, um, the lack of deodorant. Now, my cousin Jailbird Joe, he lived out right <laughs> in amongst them. He loved it. He'd tell you, you know, he knew a few other words enough to get him to, uh, you know, to lift their skirts up a little bit and he'd get them a little bit of a hooch and take them out in the cornfield. He, said, he told me one time that, he, that, that the girl, he was going so good that she grabbed the corn stalks and it made popcorn. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know how true that is, but yeah, it's wow. not quite as pious as you think. He gave me such good loving if I was holding the corn stalk in and made popcorn. <laughs> These are my relatives. These are my direct blood relatives. <laughs> Are you, are you like, in your family, there used to be a TV show in the 60s called The Munsters, and all the characters, it was a family, and the dad looked like Frankenstein, and the mom looked like a vampire, I mean, later, and the, and the, and the boy looked uh, freaky, and there was a daughter who looked absolutely normal, a pretty girl, so it was, yeah, yeah, so it was these freaky looking people with a normal daughter, were you kind of like that in Pennsylvania, where everybody was running around like gap tooth and methed out, and you're going, I have to leave now. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very true. I, I mean, I always say I'm the white sheep of my family. Gene says he's the pink sheep of his. But <laughs> it, oh, oh, absolutely. I always felt very out of place there. I'd like to tell people this story. It's not even super funny. I was home from college um, on a break. First off, you went to college. I went to I went to college. Co- well, yeah, and that's the crux of the story. So I went as far book as learning as I could. I went to Philadelphia because that was as far as you could get away and be still in-state and get the in-state tuition. So I went to Temple University in the big old city. I came back for break. I'm at a bar, little local dive in Greenville, which is all they have, and I run into an ex-girlfriend, you know, very friendly, cordial. I mean, we're talking like 10th grade ex-girlfriend. We smooched and went to homecoming or whatever. She's got her- No corn stalks. No corn stalks. Popcorn. And uh, she introduces me to the boyfriend and he says, you know, he gives me gives me a dirty look, and I said, yeah, I'm in town, just home from college. He wasn't upset that I was the ex-boyfriend, but when I said I was home from college, not making this up, this guy coils back his fist, and he's like, college, huh? 
Well, I'm a Marine. What the hell did you think about that? And I'm like, <laughs> um, um, thank you for your service. I, I didn't know what to say. Like, he actually wanted to beat me up simply when he heard that I was <laughs> yeah, You're, you're <laughs> edumacated. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. and that was it. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I left. Um, yeah, they're not into that out there. And so if you can escape, like, good on you. Like, it's... It, it, it's uh, it's a small, you know. Looking back on it now, as I'm older, it probably wasn't a, probably a great place for a a poor kid with a wonky haircut and crazy clothes like I had. But uh, you know, as an adult, I like to go back and I think, you know, I could buy a house here. I mean, I literally I could just throw down my credit card and buy a house here. You could buy the town. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy out the whole stock of little wood trucks and jelly at the. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and, and you know, I'm like, I could I could spend the summers here whittling on the porch and yelling at neighbor kids. <laughs> like, it's a good place if you're old. Like, it's great for that. The old, the old sod does call back every once in a while. I, I mean, it every once in a while, and then I, I, immediately, uh, I immediately call a friend. I think, you know, I could go back to Missouri and all those trees. It's so green in the summer. And then mm-hmm. we have right now, though, the beauty of Facebook, where I interface sometime with, uh, and there was, there's some cool people I grew up with, but a lot of people I grew up with go, uh, so you, you know what, you don't understand Donald Trump. He's our king like Jesus. And I go, oh, yeah, if I went back there, I'd have to deal with them. So um, a lot of them, a lot of great people, but there's that. You go back there. And yeah. Yeah, and I would think that, now surprisingly in Greenville, predominantly Democrat. But the um, yeah, old demo, old-timey Democrat. Yeah, old-timey Democrats. This is the way my mom used to describe politics to me when I was a kid. She goes, when there's and, and she had a high school education and worked in factories a lot and there were a lot of factories around town now they're all gone and she said when there's a republican in the white house we seem to have work we, we don't we, we always seem to be laid off and when there's a democrat we seem to have work yeah and that was it i mean that was really the kind of the way the town went is everyone was in a union um they wanted to protect their jobs and it was a kind of place where you could raise a family and make a decent living without a high school education so people really wanted to protect that um and, and needless to say, that is all gone, and now Walmart is the biggest employer in the town of all the factories. It's the biggest employer in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. You know, I mean, the country is certainly going through some shifts and changes, and, I, and, I, I, and my heart does go out to uh, uh, the folks who are in those regions where, the, where they are like at the beginning of that shift and change. But, I mean, I predict for so many of those towns and cities, because uh, your, your upbringing and background is so similar to mine, I predict great things, uh, but there's going to be a transition. And I wish there wasn't. I, really, I, I wish the Chrysler plant was still in Fenton, Missouri. I wish Carter Carburetor was still downtown St. Louis next to Ballpark. And my dad used to be able to take lunch and go over there and maybe sneak into a ball game. It's a changing world, and you talk about a lot of those changes on your show. You've, you've gone through... Uh, You've gone through a few changes yourself. You're newly married. Uh, yeah. Semi-freshly married. Semi-freshly married. So we're going to talk a little bit about all that tonight. So tonight, I'd like to talk about my lack of politics. I'd yes. like to talk about oh, a little bit out of childhood. I'm going to, you know what? I think it's time to just talk a little bit about the fact that even though I did grow up in a little town like that, and it would a weird place for a gay guy, especially one who smelled like diesel fuel and looked like Dale Earnhardt. We're going to talk about my dad. We're going to talk about my dead gay dad. And, uh, because why not? What a rough, uh, time must have had. And we'll talk about this new marriage and the 17% of the time of this new marriage that I've spent in marriage counseling. So, you know, know, it's a transition. You know, I've transitioned into, from divorce into marriage into what did we get ourselves into and 
wow, how are we going to fix this? And we need professional help. <laughs> you know, I, I know you would do you do a lot of new stuff. But I mean, uh, I consider you. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been in town for 16 years, and I've watched a lot of people uh, in, in the comedy business in town for 16 years. I've watched a lot of people develop. I consider you you one of the top. And I was at a thing last night where I was seeing people who've been doing comedy 30, 40 years. Uh, friends of mine, people I people that were comedy veterans when I started back in 1986. I can see you're one of the funniest people uh, I've seen. You crack me up. Uh, Shirley and I have talked about it and go, this guy is truly, truly funny. One of my favorite jokes of yours is about the cop pulling you over with a pen. I mean, it's always cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gotten a little bit lucky on that, I will tell you. I, I definitely, yeah. That, that was pulled over for my ADD. Well, I, well, pardon me. I was pulled over because, frankly, I had a lot to drink and I was swerving all over the road. Yes. But uh, when he pulled me over and asked me what kind of medication I was on, I just started taking the, my amphetamine-based Adderall medication for my attention deficit disorder. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, you want any new medications? I'm like, boy, am I? Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and he, he was so funny. He was going through the He's like, are you diabetic? I'm like, yes. And I saw he was reading off this list. I'm like... I'm like, oh, what's the list? I'm like, I'm everything on the list. I'm like, I have hysterical pregnancy. I'm like, I have Alzheimer's. I'm like, lupus, whatever's on the list. Lupus. <laughs> sure. Whatever's on that list, that means I don't have to walk a straight line. Uh-huh. Like, there you go. And yeah, and then he just had me focus on the pen and the Adderall surged into my brain. I've been pulled over three times since then, and I keep managing to, I, I just pump the NPR. I usually have a suit jacket hanging in the back if I'm coming from work. And, you know, I just get all things considered going. And when they open the window, I, you know, the guy yeah, says to me, sir, do you have a weapon? And I, I didn't even have to I'm like, oh, I vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> and they always just kind of let me go, you know, sir, you're in a bad neighborhood. You ought to get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. I think there's guys selling drugs over there to me five minutes ago. But, yeah, go get them. Like, <laughs> what did you tell the cop when he told you that he wanted you to focus on the pen? Oh. Yeah, that's, that was the best part. Yeah, like, so he he held out the pen in, in lieu of walking a straight line. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll let you go if you can focus on my pen. And I am literally on this brand new medicine, which is an amphetamine-based medicine. I stared at that pen. I was like, I can't not focus on your pen. Like, <laughs> that's all I can do right now. Once he held it up, I just, oh, that is amazing. Like, and then I was like, he's like, you could go. And I was like, how am I going to go? Are you going <laughs> to hold the pen? out of your window and drive to my house and I'll fall <laughs> brother do or die on this like the little <laughs> rabbit at the dog track <laughs> now listen yeah. I just want to tell you we, uh, we, uh, uh, tickets are selling fast for your show all promoters say that okay but these tickets are selling fast um, I'm I'm assuming you'll still be able to buy some tickets at the door but if you want to see this very funny show with this very funny man along with other very funny people uh, uh, Gene Moore and Danielle Williams and Kristen Davis and Who's your uh, new guy you're going to unveil to us? Uh, Ryan Garisich. And I'll tell you what, I'm with you. Come on out. If anyone's listening, come on out. And here's why. Because we're not nervous. We're having fun. These are people that all like each other, that all get along, that all have new material and are super excited. And when you can see a comic who's having fun on stage, that's the best time you can see a comic. When they're there because it's a job and they're schlepping through and it's the sixth show in a weekend. Sure. Maybe they're still good. Their material might carry them through. But we've got the material. We're 
genuinely excited about the show and we're genuinely going to have a good time and we're up there having a good time I think it's going to be an electric feeling and everyone's going to be having a good time at 7.30 tonight at the Tempe Center for the Arts Christopher Royer thank you so much buddy thank you so much for calling in uh, I will uh, I'll see you in a few hours because we're certainly DJ and I will be down there to assist you with anything you need to make sure that this is a fun event ladies and gentlemen let's give a, a Christopher Royer Thank you very much. I'm going to want a bank loan later. No interest. Take care, pal. Bye. I just want free money. <laughs> well, that was uh, uh, that was so cool, man.